Pope Francis sat down with former President Bill Clinton to talk about climate change and health care. Here's a shot. Pope Francis was not actually in the studio with Bill Clinton. They did a remote link, but they did have a conversation, and I do have the full text of that conversation. I'm going to share it with you today, uh, express some concerns, and open up the Q&A for you all to uh, engage in the conversation, get after it. So what happened? Well, President Bill Clinton has a, of course, the Clinton Foundation, and he likes to raise money and forward his agenda in the world. And we know that his view on life is not the same view on the sanctity of life in the Catholic Church. He made that very clear when he served as president and since then, as has his wife, Hillary Clinton. And he talks about the importance of collaboration, in particular collaboration with the Pope and with the Catholic Church. And so I'm going to read parts of these texts, and I'm going to go to the audience and get your comments and your questions. Here is a, a close-up of the uh, remote conversation between President Bill Clinton and Pope Francis. I want to thank my friend Matt Gaspers, who tweeted this out and let everybody know about it. I had mentioned that it was going to happen last week, but now we have the actual event and we have the text. So let's jump into it. All right, uh, the intro here is by Bill Clinton, and he says, um, the, Pope, the, the, Pope is with us, the Pope is with us today. Holy Father, we are so honored to have you join CGI this year. You're speaking to a room full of people from all over the world, from all walks of life, who each in their own way are trying to follow the admission of, sorry, admonition of Isaiah who told us we have to be repairers of the breach. Now, be mindful, Bill Clinton is a Southern Baptist. So he's he's got some scripture quotations there. I don't know if he came up with that on his own or his, his handlers helped him. But that's his introduction of Pope Francis. Bill Clinton also says they, that's the audience they're talking to, they know our world is broken in many ways but also full of many possibilities. I think I can share this with you guys. Boom, there it is. There's the text. I thought it would be, here I am right here, if y'all guys want to follow along with me. I thought it would be interesting given our wonderful meeting a few weeks ago. Remember, uh, Bill Clinton went and had the visit at the Vatican. Probably set up this meeting. If you could say what you believe about the obligations of ordinary people to make a difference, to deal with these big challenges that are so big that no person, no matter how wealthy or powerful, no person can believe that he or she could do them alone. What are ordinary people supposed to do with their days that will make our societies better or our problems less severe? Now, before I read the answer of Pope Francis, by the way, please like the video and subscribe. Before I read the answer, I would like to turn to you, and if Bill Clinton had you on a stage right now, leave a comment, or if you're in the live chat right now, or streaming on Twitter, YouTube, Facebook, and this will be put up on Rumble as well. If Bill Clinton asked you that question, what would you say? So I'm going to open up some comments, and then once we cover that, we'll go and we'll read what Pope Francis answered. What would you say? 
if he, if if Bill Clinton said to you, he talked about the big challenges that are so big that no ordinarily no ordinary person to make could make a difference, right? So we have to group work as a group as a collective, right? And he's asking the po- the Pope, what can ordinary people do to overcome these? enormous problems and to make our societies better and our problems less severe. So make our societies better and our problems less severe. That's the question. All right, going into your comments and into your questions. Um, Teresa says, he's such a criminal. He's the last person I need advice from being a good person to care for the world. Thought did come to my mind, Teresa. It did come to my mind. Um, Roxy says, repent and believe in the gospel. Now, I would imagine if St. Peter, the first pope, the apostle of the 12 apostles, right, the leader, the one who said, you are the son of the living God, and Jesus said, you are Peter, you are rock, and on this build, on this rock I'll build my church. I would imagine that Peter would focus it on God, loving God, faith in God, and love for neighbor. Remember, our Lord Jesus Christ says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. And part of the problem that we have right now is because people don't love God, they cannot properly love their neighbor. You see, grace flows downhill, begins with God, comes into us, and it extends horizontally to our neighbors, to the people who are. A neighbor is someone who is near to you, not just the people down the street, your family, your spouse, your parents, your coworkers, the people that sit next to you in the pew, the people next to you in line at the post office. These are all your neighbors. See, I, I would hope that Pope Francis would, would come in with a good gospel message. I think that would be a good place to start. Let's see what else. Broxy, I like your comment there. Let's see what else people have. Jane says, pray the rosary daily. Well, I like that, Jane. Amen and amen to that. Or if we're going to have Baptists like Bill Clinton here, amen and amen. Regina has a really good point. First, I would like to know what the enormous problems are. I would say the destruction of the family, the destruction of human life, the denigration of human life, the denial of the sanctity of human life, those are all base-level problems that are leading to the problems in the world today. If you don't have strong families, you don't have strong fathers in the home, godly mothers in the home, the generation of children, their software is going to have glitches in it. Secularism, humanism cannot replace the godly example and education that is provided by parents in a nuclear home. I know that disease happens, accidents happen, there's widows and widowers and trauma and tragedy and addictions. I understand that, but we should always be holding up as the ideal the nuclear family. One father, one mother, 
lovingly raising their children, praying together every night, teaching them the commandments to love one another, to love God, right? So yeah, I think we need to recognize what those problems are, agreed. Uh, Joseph says something similar. He says, where is God in all this? Very good. All right, so let's jump into what Pope Francis says back to Bill Clinton. All right, here is Pope Francis's response. I put on the screen so you can follow along with me. Here we go. Thank you, Mr. President, for inviting me to your meeting. Thank you very much. It is important to spread a culture of encounter, a culture of dialogue, and a culture of listening and of understanding. It is necessary to share thoughts on how to contribute to the common good and how not to leave behind the most vulnerable people, such as children, who through the foundation, the patrons of Bambino Jesu, that's the hospital in Rome, are at a root of this meeting. We all know it. We are living through a changing epoch. Only together can we emerge from it better. Together, only together can we heal the world from the globalization of indifference. There he uses the word globalization. I like that. Globalization of indifference. But my question would be, is reaching across the aisle and grabbing hands with Bill Clinton and the Clinton Foundation should that be a priority? Should that receive the endorsement of the vicar of Christ on earth? Answer me that, audience. Let's go on. He says, you, Mr. President, have listed the many challenges of our time. Climate change, humanitarian crises affecting migrants and refugees and childcare, and many others. I would add to this the wind of war that blows around the world, fueling with the spirit of war what I have repeatedly called the Third World War, but peaceful. We are in need of great and shared assumption of responsibility. No change is too great. If we meet it, starting with our personal conversion, the personal conversion of each of us, the personal contribution that each of us can make to solve it, and from an awareness of what it is that makes us part of one destiny. I feel uncomfortable with that last phrase. I'm going to be honest. Now, of course, God desires all men to be saved. That would be a common destiny. But here we do have a globalist vision that is in, it's in sync with the Clinton Foundation. You know, it's, it's a coming together of minds of what... Clinton is trying to push forward. I sense in this whole, the meeting that happened previously in this new meeting, I sense what's going on is the Clinton Foundation is funneling money into some project. Maybe it's the Bambino Jesu Hospital in Rome. That something is happening here where, this is just my guess, this is my hunch. Bill Clinton is allowed to give a facelift to the Clinton Foundation to get the endorsement of the Pope of the Catholic Church, the man in white, to get that endorsement. I mean, think about how much like it would cost to get NBA players to do an endorsement for a sneaker, for a basketball shoe. You know how much that is? How much that, that's worth? Here, Clinton is getting an endorsement 
from the man in white. Let's continue to go on. Again, not all of this is bad, right? I mean, there's good stuff in here. But, you know, for example, he says in the second paragraph, you, President, have listed many challenges of our time, climate change, humanitarian crises affecting migrants, refugees, child care. He would add to that this spirit or wind of war, right? But what about the A word? You know, what about preserving human life in the womb? What about that one? What about the sanctity of matrimony and the preservation of families? Like these are so much more crucial. They're at the core of a Catholic worldview of what we find in the Bible. And yet we know, if you follow it, the Clinton Foundation is fundamentally opposed to Catholic teaching on those topics. Moving down here, he says, and again, I want to read Francis in the full context, right? I still want to pick pieces out and say, oh, Francis is bad. I want to get the whole thing here, right? And there are some good things here. No challenge can be overcome alone, not alone. Moving together, sisters and brothers, children of God. There's our mention of God right there. This is why I always encourage, and I want to do here as, I, as well, all women and men of goodwill not to give up on the, in the face of difficulties. Difficulties are part of life, and the best way to deal with them is to always seek the calming good, never alone, always together. I disagree with that. Um, the best way to face them is to turn to God. That's over and over in the book of Psalms, just basic Christianity. Yes, we need one another, but we also need God. Difficulties are part of life, and the best way is, is uh, always together. Difficulties can bring out the best or worst in us. Therein lies our challenge, fighting selfishness, narcissism, division with generosity and humility. Better unity than conflict. It is time to find the path of peace, the change for fraternity. It is time for weapons to cease and for us to return to dialogue. Let, us, let the designs of conquest and military aggression cease. That is why I repeat, no to war, no to war. It's time to work together to stop the ecological catastrophe before it's too late. Well, did Greta just jump in here? Now we have Francis talking about how we have to work together to prevent, to stop the ecological catastrophe before it's too late. You would almost think that the second coming of Christ would be what would be proclaimed as the goal of humanity, that the coming catastrophe is apostasy, the spirit of Antichrist, unbelief, sin, degeneracy, not ecological catastrophe. I was surprised to read that. Francis says, that's why I've chosen to write a new document 10 years after the publication of the encyclical Laudato Si. Let's stop while there is still time. Please, please, let us stop while there is still time. It's the time to face migration emergencies. Remembering that we are not talking about numbers, but people, men, women, and children. I agree with this, by the way. When we talk about migration, let's think about the eyes of the children we've seen in refugee camps. It's time to think about the youngest, the children, and of their education and to their care. As you know, Mr. President, this meeting of ours stems from a great small project that I care very much about. It is about children and their health. In Italy, in Rome, near the Vatican, there's a very special hospital, the, the Bambino Gesù Children's Hospital. In the world, it is known as the Pope Hospital, but to me, that's not why it's unique. 
And he goes on to explain it. And he explains how the hospital welcomes children. And I mean, from what I can tell, the Bambino Jesu Hospital is a wonderful and good endeavor from everything I've ever heard. Um, and I've heard of people having good experiences there. So, um, yeah, I great. At the very end here, uh, President Clinton says, thank you very much. It's wonderful to see you again and hear your and hear you in such great voice. And thank you for saying something that I hope will mean something to every person, because one of the things that we try to do, which is difficult in any form of life, but especially in public life, is to convince every person that he or she has a role to play without regard to age or standing. There he is, Bill Clinton. My concern here is the fundamental evils of our time are not ecological catastrophes. Migration, of course, brings with it, especially for young people and children, a catastrophe. It's very difficult. You look at the numbers, particularly on the southern, southern border of the United States, and you see the high number of rapes male for girls and boys. Child sex trafficking, which we saw in the Sound of Freedom film. Horrible evils that must be addressed. Sadly, policies of just open borders and all these things, as a Texan, I know, lead to drug trafficking and human trafficking. It has to be regulated. Migration is a very important detail, but it has to be regulated. People, particularly children, have to be protected. And then let's just go even deeper here. And what about the children in the womb? That has to be discussed here. It's an excellent opportunity on the stage of the world. It needs to be discussed. But my biggest concern here is that George Clinton, George Clinton, P-Funk All-Stars, not George Clinton, <laughs> Bill Clinton, the former president, Bill Clinton is using Pope Francis, the man in white, to christen, to absolve, to whitewash the Clinton Foundation. And the Clinton Foundation is a left-wing globalist group that is fundamentally opposed to biblical, traditional Christianity, to the Catholic Church. We all know that. We all know that what the Clinton Foundation is up to is not in line with our beliefs. What makes me sad is, is that the Holy See is being used as an advertisement for the Clinton Foundation. It makes me feel uncomfortable. I don't like it. And I wish, I wish that the Vatican, Francis, our leadership would get back to their vocation given by God, which is what? Peter, feed my sheep. Don't need to sit down with the Emperor Nero and televise a chit-chat. Feed my sheep. There are over a billion Catholics on earth who need teaching, who need instruction. We have been living in an epic in Catholic history 
where most people, most people in the pews are not properly catechized. They don't know how to articulate the Trinity. They don't know about the divinity and humanity of Jesus Christ. They they don't know the Catholic teaching on Mary and the saints or the sacraments. Uh, they don't know the Our Father. I mean, I've spoken to so many people here in America. They're teaching First Communion and Confirmation class. Some of these children at age seven and eight and some of these confirmands at ages 13, 14, 15, 16 do not know how to make the sign of the cross. We are living in an age where more than ever the sheep are hungry. You can see the ribs on the sheep because they're not properly fed. We need a pope, cardinals, bishops, and priests to feed the sheep. This is what we need. This is the primary vocation of the clergy, particularly the pope, and this is the reason Jesus Christ, as Catholics, we believe the reason Jesus Christ instituted the papacy, the office of St. Peter, was to feed the sheep and to bind and loose faith and morals so that people can get to heaven. That is the common destiny of mankind. And yes, you shouldn't litter. And yes, you shouldn't put gasoline and petrol in the ocean and put plastic around baby turtles. I agree with all that. Let's be good stewards of creation. But that, which is good, that is not the primary issue facing humanity in 2023. Thanks for watching. Remember our Lord Jesus Christ, you're the light of the world and the salt of the earth. So go out there and be salty and check out this recent video on the seven archangels. I think you'll like it.